Wow, chicken, wow, wow. What's going on, people? What's going on? You are now tuning in to the six man combo. Let's go. This is the six man combo. I am your host, the six man K style. And to my stage left, as you already see it, is Bulldog Apparel, Mr. Man Mike Sports. Ooh, yeah. Oh, apparently, you just reminded me. I gotta make a Bulldog one. I guarantee you, it won't be no fucking sticks and bending on the back, okay? Ah, <laughs> uh, don't start that now. No, I got to. I mean, the fuck? I, mean, I, I wouldn't be me if I didn't do that shit. Ah, man. There you go. Like I said, as you already know, man, we're going to kick this off right, man. We're going to get hit, kick it off with the mic. What we're going to kick it off with? We're going to kick it with the Roka. Real, real. Really? Uh, and today's roll call, we're going to kick it off. Hey, 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 Nathan Floyd, if you don't want no, your mama jokes, I suggest you take that back with the quickness. <laughs> got Joseph Thor. I'm talking about this right here. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. That's when you know if so, when somebody ain't trying to do shit. Like, hey, 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 homie. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. hey. We got Darnell, Mr. Adamsville. We got Big Ant in the building. Edward Warthin, Sonya, Nathan Floyd, D. Sloan, King Quest. We got God's Wonder Smoke, Lucho Grundy, Shondrell Walton, Twan McGee, D. Coleman. Nathan, like I said, Nathan Floyd, Kenneth Lewis. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're Man, please don't record that. We, we, we ain't trying to go down that road already. We try to have a good show. 
we got we we got the therapist ATL and ATL Leo in the building. So we gonna head and look D Cobra talk about I got a blood and a crip on my screen. Man, I ain't <laughs> I ain't stunting y'all. I ain't stunting y'all. Have all that cook. Have all that cook. <laughs> Boy, yeah, nah, I ain't finna be imitating shit. <laughs> what up, blood? What, what up, cook? <laughs> Man, we gonna cut the music off right here. Now we cut that shit off right now. We already got the uh, low ride music going on with it. <laughs> all right, man. So. Enough for the shenanigans, man. We gave y'all a little shenanigan entertainment um, inadvertently and on purpose. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Talk about Carib and Su Woo. Like, Su Woo, Carib. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's go ahead and get right into the business, man. I want to know how everybody's doing today. Make sure everybody's having a good day. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you go ahead and hit that like button, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, Let's go ahead and kick this off with a little bit of Falcons news, as we already know. Jerry Gray is now the new DB's coach slash assistant defense coordinator slash basically he just like basically he's him right now. And for me, I am a fan of this move. Not only because <clears throat> you're getting a guy who has coached up some pretty good DBs, not only with Green Bay, but he has the familiarity with Arthur Smith with his time in Tennessee. And like I said, and from the direction that the Falcons seem like they're going is they're trying to sure up the defense on all three phases. Um, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, yeah, D. Coleman got it right. Nelson got the front. Nelson got the front. Gray got the back. And Frank Bush got the middle. So, and all the all these guys are like very familiar with each other, so it's going to work in cohesion. So, for further detail, I'm going to pass the mic on to my brother, Mad Mike Sports. What's up, Mike? Go ahead and kick a little knowledge on this move in your eyes. Um, As I'm proceed, yes, indeed. Um, let me say this about this guy and Jerry Gray. I want to read a couple of things. First of all, you look at him, he's a former first round pick himself. Okay. And for the most part, everywhere he's been, he's been a DB guy. 
always from SMU to Green Bay, Minnesota, Tennessee, the Seahawks in 2010. Um, he's been that guy. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I want to say see something before I... Um, because I think this may be very important. Um, okay, so not only is he a DB guy, but you look at Jerry Gray, um, he was with the Seahawks in 2010. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not mistaken. When did they get Earl Thomas? When did Earl? I think that was 2009. -ish. Okay, so all right, I, I yeah, I, oh, hmm. it's not. This is really. I think it was 2010. 2010. But I think Earl Thomas came before Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman. He did. So they went back he to did. back years. All right, so, uh, hmm. Me personally, I said this year that I was underwhelmed by Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins. Mm -hmm. And being that he was the guy in 2010 that was with Earl Thomas. Right. So he coached okay. Earl Thomas. Um, Richard Sherman came. And he ended up going to was it Tennessee the following year? I think he went to Tennessee the following year. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I got it right. He, he, Tennessee, right. So he did go to Tennessee that year. And we all kind of know that that team started to come around. It was pretty good. I would say, yeah, it was pretty good during that time. So, um, that's when the defense started like really rev up as far as the Tennessee is concerned. Right. Um, and they've already pretty much had a good secondary. Um, and we're talking about safeties, corners. But I think that the thing to note with this is that he is a safety guy. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's something to really focus on. Um, Hmm. I like to think about what I'm saying before. I don't like to sound like a fucking moron. So kind of really just be patient with me. Um, mm -hmm. Because if the Falcons, if you look at the Saints, one thing that has been constant as far as it hasn't necessarily been the corners. The corners haven't been a consistent thing, but they've had uh, from Williams to did Gardner Johnson play a little bit of safety? Mm. He played a little mm. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was the um he was the bit nickel. He was strong safety. Okay, he, so he, he, he was. A, I, I thought mm. so. So, mm -hmm. hmm. So, in my opinion, I think he's really here to kind of mentor Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins and help them guys get to the next level because he's a guy. If there's been one weakness with this team this year, in my opinion, 
it's mm. been those safeties um yeah they've been in the right place but i don't think they've been as aggressive as i thought they they could have been as far as the passing game is concerned now the running game reaction um awareness i thought they were good but for whatever reason they weren't making a lot of plays on the ball in the passing game and i think you had bring in a jerry gray i think that's the aspect that you're gonna get he's gonna test these guys iq we know uh the packers they've been notorious for having a pretty damn good secondary for the last three two to three years or so so i think that right there not only are the falcons are bringing in a guy that has been notorious for developing defensive linemen but this guy's notorious for developing defensive backs so you're getting the best of both worlds with just one offseason man right I, let me make sure I get this correct. Assistant head coach. That's a key word right there. Which means Arthur Smith is going to be looking for him as far as guidance, more so, not just offensively, but like you said, be that voice to Arthur Smith on a close basis like that for the defense. So, with him being the assistant head coach, what does that say about where this offseason could possibly go to? Hmm. Now, as we go through his resume as far as, like you said, coaching stops, um, like you said, you got Tennessee. Damn, he was with the Tennessee Oilers. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Ooh, much the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Like started in started in NFL in Tennessee Oilers, Tennessee Titans, Buffalo Bills, Washington Redskins. I'm gonna say. Watch the Redskins because at that time they were the Redskins. Seattle Seahawks, Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers. That's a history of pretty good damn secondaries that he was a part of. So when we look at those teams like that, um, like you said, the Jair Alexanders, um, the Kevin Byars, if you go back to Tennessee in 1999 and 2000, bro, good Googling movie. Possibly Samari Rowland and all them. Like I said, Buffalo Bills, uh, Nate Clement, Clements, um, Lawyer Malloy. Uh, Washington, like you said, you had to deal with Olati Afite, um, Sean Taylor. Like, like he's coached a lot of great players, and especially with him being a four-time former poor four-time Pro Bowler in himself, that he commands the respect of those secondary guys. And 
this is one of the reasons why you have a lot of young guys and then you bringing in these coaches like this because like I said they can learn something from the game itself and learn it from somebody who did it at a high level now it's one thing if you brought in a coach who ain't achieved shit in a in, in a position that they play you're literally bringing in a guy who has achieved at the highest level as a four-time pro bowler and a two-time all-pro defensive back Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that later, too, about the whole Sean Payton thing. Uh, I say it was just figuring out, like, well, what the fuck did they have to do to use the trade for anything? They done gave up damn near everything for Russell Wilson. But <laughs> that's going to go into the sit your goofy head down. With, oh, yeah, we yeah. got a sit your goofy head down segment tonight, too. So, y'all, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, y'all get yeah. to pay attention oh, yeah. to that. But Jerry. Jerry Gray definitely is a major upgrade. Um, like you said, it just makes this offseason more interesting because, like I said, with him being the assistant head coach, not assistant defensive coordinator, assistant head coach, he might put that bug in. He might put that bug in Fontenot's ear be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, might want to go ahead and get this guy. Uh, I think I think this, this might be the guy we need. And like I said, don't be surprised. Falcons might go corner in the first pick. They might trade back and get corner in the first with the first round pick. You got anything else, Mike? I think it is interesting that he is named the assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that caught me off guard. He, yeah, I think that he was the guy all along, but much like the Kyle Shanahan and uh, Mike, not Mike, but uh, Dan Quinn, we hired, mm-hmm. we actually hired Shanahan first. Dan Quinn came in the hire official hire him came in later. So I'm assuming that it's similar to that situation that Nielsen wasn't their initial hiring or or i don't i don't want to say initial hiring but i think he's the guy that they wanted but only a specific area to deal with this team to him to work up but i think gray being that he's the veteran guy and he's been there they wanted to kind of treat him nelson like the, the like a rook where you got to bring in a vet that's been there you learn from him so it's not only is he learning he's teaching himself mm-hmm. as a defensive coach but he's learning from a guy that has been there so you teaching and being taught at the same time and that not like that's that's real interesting how the falcon set that up 
Definitely. Definitely. I just gonna say it just it's just gonna make the offseason a lot more interesting now. Mm-hmm. So y'all better get ready for the ride because if y'all ain't ready for the ride, y'all ain't gonna be ready for this team in 2023. Cause I'm just I'm just looking at the teams, like you said, the Seahawks, Titans, Vikings, Packers. But he was with the Vikings. His longest tenure was with the Vikings in 2014 and 2019. So he's had an opportunity with a um what 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 that corner what the corner that get on everybody damn nerves roads. Oh, you talking about that little uh no, you talking about the one in Tennessee? No, no, the one with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes. The Xavier Rhodes, yeah. So he's been responsible for him, coaching him up. You now, you know, Harrison Smith and um what was it? Andrew Shin Shin Shinjo. <laughs> oh man. Shout out to Lee 85 for the two dollar. Two dollar super chat said we are not getting Marcus Mariota Jackson. That man said Lamarcus Mariota Jackson. Good job, <laughs> bro. That sound like, bro. That sound like a bad. That sound like a badass pop locker, boy. I tell you, <laughs> Lamarcus Mariota Jackson. Marcus Z. Jackson. Yeah, Xavier Rose. Yeah. So, like I said, he he's been responsible for helping coaching him up to a Pro Bowl level. Um, like you said, he didn't seen a lot of these great defensive backs. Like you said, Sean Springs. Um, was it Marcus Trufant? Jair uh, Alexander and Jair uh, Alexander. Mm-hmm. So, definitely appreciate the two dollars super chat. So, like I said, it's a good hire. I definitely am down for it. Uh, Falcons have been making the right moves as far as they, as far as this offseason so far. Like I said, we're just waiting on who's going to get cut, who's going to get re-signed, and wait for this free agency to come about. But, speaking of free agency, speak, speak, speaking of that, let's go into this question. Now, I don't know if everybody tuned in to the Cooler Talk Monday episode last night where we had a full panel, and shouts out to everybody that joined us. Um, but is we was kind of we kind of touched into it as far as the Falcons going broke for free agency because of the salary cap increase throughout the league, and you know it, it's got a lot of Falcon fans excited for free agency because this is actually going to be the first year. In a long time where they actually have X amount of dollars to where the margin for error is not so small. So, before we get into that question, we're going to go ahead and do what I like to call the halftime light check. Excuse me. 
excuse me, y'all. I, I had one hell of a sandwich before I got on here, and that thing got me burping up like a mug. So. That man said one hell of a sandwich. Dude, it was one man. hell of a sandwich, man. It was a good ass sandwich. <laughs> you know, you know, you get you, you know, you fry that bologna, you get some of that honey mustard. And you know, you know, you you be going for broke over here. All right, <laughs> let's see. Oh man, we got we got 81 people in here and only 29 likes, man. Come on, y'all. Y'all gotta help a brother out, help the platform out. We want to get it to about 40 before we move on to the next topic. So I'm gonna give y'all a little bit second to hit that like button. It's free, y'all. So while y'all doing that, I'm gonna play a little bit of music and get to my radio voice. So, as you already know, if you haven't subscribed to Mad Mike Sports, Atlanta Falcon Nation, Jew Talk Sports, make sure y'all go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Show some love for everybody. Show some love for the whole bomber. Hell might get to that, get to that 10k. Y'all should have got Jews ass to 2k. Uh, like I said, that, that that's definitely a disappointment, but it's all right. We, we, we good on that. So, Mike, let's go ahead and see where else we at. All right. Oh, oh, that was quick. Oh, that was quick. All right. Oh, it's already there. Definitely appreciate y'all. Definitely appreciate y'all on that. And while Mike buffers up, let's go straight into this question. Should the Atlanta Falcons go for broken free agency? Mike, I'm going to go ahead and let you kick us off and run point on this one. What is your thoughts on this? Should the Falcons go for broke? What 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 do you think about the mind? What do you think about that concept of them going for broke? Do you like like what do you think about that? Or should or should they take the route that we think they're going to take and be a little bit more smart with their money? Uh I don't think they're in a position where they need to go for broke. Or I should put that a little different. I don't think they're in a position where they have to go for broke. And quite frankly, I think going for broke will probably count against them. Because let me ask let me ask you guys this. What if the Falcons go to the Super Bowl next year and they win it all? Anybody have an idea what's going to happen? It's going to be a whole lot of paydays. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then there's a problem. 
I see, I see where you're going with this. If there's a if there's a level of success, you're gonna have to recoup. You're gonna have to find a way to come up with some money to pay players. Am I right? Indeed. Okay. Because keep on going, Mike. Because what a lot of people understand, if you end up getting there, players now have that ability to hold out. They have that because that's essentially what happened with Julio Jones. The Falcons had success in uh, 16. They had success uh, in 17 and then 18. Julio put up massive numbers during that time and his contract started to go. So you can no longer say, well, Julio, you're on the decline. Well, we just went to the Super Bowl and he was one of the main ingredients into this as to why we're going there. So now players can hold out because we're winning. Winning creates tension between the organization and these agents. I won't say so much the players, but these agents. These agents be looking at you like, hey, man. Hey, Julio. He got $2 in his pocket, man. I think you might want to check him out over there. That, that's what the agents are doing. That, that's, that's what they whispering. Man, he just spent the whole. The, the, bro, he just got. He just bought some new Jordans, bro. You gonna let him get away with not paying you? The dude just mm-hmm. spent a whole three hundred, four hundred dollars on these jays. Yeah, that, that, this this is what these agents are doing to these players. They watching every dime the organization is spending. Bro, he just mm-hmm. they just brought in a whole new coach. This coach making ten dollars a year, ten million dollars a year. Bro, I think you need to go ahead and I think you might need to go and ask for a new contract. If I were you, I'd ask for it because you might not ever get it, get it again. These agents are look, these agents are very cunning. So if I were the Falcons, I would take my time, build up a solid game plan as far as the player development. Because what you what you don't want to do is be prepared for one of these guys saying, damn this, I'm out of here. Y'all ain't paying me enough. And if you ain't paying them enough, most of these players going to say, I'm holding out. I need to be trading. They're going to start acting like AB. They're going to start acting like Julio. They're going to start doing dumb stuff to get out of here. So Falcons need to be as patient as they possibly can. And, and, and I mean patient as far as be direct on how the team is going to be built, whether it's going to be a run, built on the run, a built, the passing game is going to be based, um, the defense is going to be either based as a pass rushing or it's going to be, you know, um, more of a linebacker versus a, a D-line. Is it going to be a D-line fed team or is it going to be a linebacker fed team? Like, those... Right little thing you need to focus on because like I said, if it's going to be a linebacker, if the, if the strength of the defense is going to be linebacker, we... They said the strength is going to be linebackers. Hmm. Look, 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 look like Mike done pulled a... Um... 
<clears throat> moment right there. So while while we getting back on him, I'm gonna go ahead and read a few comments, man. And we you got good? a little bit. I, hey man, it's it's they're saying I'm good, but I don't know if I'm good. I, I have no clue. I'm I about to say go. I'm about to say go ahead. I, you it, it kind of left off when you was talking about the linebackers. Well, like I said, the linebackers, and look, it says I'm straight over here, but obviously I'm not. Um, but yeah, if it's a linebacker, we behind. If it's defensive line, we got a little bit more time. We can afford to lose somebody at this point. But if it's linebackers, we can't afford to lose anybody because who's the star? So, like, it really depends on where you are. And that's why that's why you need to be patient because if the Falcons start winning this year, and one of these players say, "Hey, I need some more money," we can't afford it. We don't even have a backup for those guys who might ask for new money. And I don't think people are really focusing on that type of stuff. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Hmm. Out of the whole NFL right now, as far as mm-hmm. cap situations, who are the five worst teams? Who are, who 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 are the five worst cap teams coming into twenty twenty three? You already know the Saints Ooh. and the Buccaneers are. Can you name the other three teams? Is Jacksonville one of them? Jacksonville number thirty. They got the third worst mm-hmm. cap situation in this league in 2023. Mm-hmm. After yeah. just coming off a year where they had the best cap situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's crazy. And they went eight shit in free agency. Mm-hmm. Yes, it got them a play. It got them. It got, like I said, they got to the playoffs. And like I said, congratulations to them. But the issue come down to is can you really get better because they call it free agency for a reason you're going to overpay for everybody especially on day one you're going to overpay him yeah Nathan Floyd yeah and Pamela here she said I was so mad at Freeman asked for some money before the Super Bowl they should have cut it at, cut us behind after that Yeah, because the, ori- the original plan, for, um, shout out to Pamela for this comment. The My conspiracy theory was the original plan was that Matt Ryan was going to get the contract first. But, you know, Uncle Luke and them made such a big deal about it that they, fo- they folded into the pressure to give Devontae Freeman that money first. So you went from a possible paying Matt Ryan 20 one twenty-two million a year to go and have to pay twenty-eight to thirty million dollars a year. So, hey, and Nathan Floyd here said uh, they threw, yeah, they threw, uh, yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars literally spent. They, I think they had like almost a hundred and sixty million dollars worth of cap space last mm-hmm. year and yeah. blew all that in the first day. Blew it all. Blew it all. <laughs> they spent like 80 something million in the first day or something like that. 
shit. It was more than that. I think they spent like 150 the first day. Yeah, you had to think. Oh. You had to think it was it was Christian Kirk 80. Um it was foyer for 45. Um they they got another receiver for like 30 30 something million. Remember, they got the defensive tackle. They got him for about 30 million. They ended up with Evan Ingram for about 12. And they picked up another receiver that was worth like 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so just because you got the money doesn't mean you got to spend it all. That's why they say that's what. Yeah, yeah, appreciate Southside Zay Jones. I was gonna say Marvin Jones for some, and then they just and they just paid Marvin Jones the year before about forty yeah. something million too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so like I said, you have like you have to be smart with your money as far as a team collective free agency wise, because like I said, you never know when it's going to come down to that time where you're going to need that money to roll over to next year to pay some some contracts uh, or to give some incentive money to help soften blows of dead cap money and stuff like that. That's why when you see a lot of a lot of the teams like the Patriots back in the day where you see like a lot of teams that don't really splurge in free agency like that they just recently did it. But before that, they really didn't. Yeah, JB. Yeah, Christian Kurt was the highest paid receiver in free agency last year. They had a good year this year. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna knock them on that, but Woo. but but yeah, you always wanna have reserves just in case. Like I said, even if you only got about 15 to 20 million going into next year, that's better than being minus 32. Jacksonville, 32 million in a hole. Jacksonville, 32? 32 in a hole. Third worst cap situation in the league. They got the second, they got the third highest payroll. Oh, wait a minute. I'll take that back. 34, 35 million in the hole. <laughs> Eesh. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said, just because they did well, too, how long can they sustain it? Because it's cool to have a bunch of free agents to do it for one year. But if they can't replicate that for multitude of years, is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. What's your input on that, Mike? Hold on one second. Um, I quality it through. Yeah, like I said, as far as free agency is concerned, man, it's like I don't, I don't, 
I think it's like I said, I think it's important that if you don't have a plan, I don't I don't think you should spend money. Got to have a plan for why you're doing things. If things go wrong, this is where this is where we're gonna go. Got to have a plan B, a plan C, and and right now I don't think there's. I, I like on the defense side of the ball, it's like who besides Grady Jarrett and AJ can we say we're building this team for? It's like we know Grady's gonna be Grady. Take one Graham is coming off of MCL injury. So we don't know if he's gonna return to his form. You have Richie Grant there that I think is gonna be a pretty serviceable safety in the league. Um Troy Anderson is still a raw uh, project. Um, let's just be real with that. He's a second round. He's a talented guy, but he's still a raw project at this time. So it's like there's no one besides Grady and AJ that you can say, all right, we're going to build a team around these guys. So it's like, why would I go out and spend a whole bunch of money on guys that are essentially who they are? That's why they are free agents. Well, some have better uh, talent than others, but these guys are most of the time when he, you hit free agency, these guys are either run stopper or they're passers. There ain't no in between with them. You very seldom gonna get a guy that hits free agency and say, "All right, this guy's a superstar." That's why they free agents because they super. They they're they're they can do one thing well, mm-hmm. and. I don't think the run pain is gonna make it to free agency. I think they may tag him. And I, like I said, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't get tagged. But outside of the run pain, I don't see anybody that's worthy of saying, all right, we're gonna give him close to $20 million to be our starter. That's just foolish. All right, that's just keep it real. So with that being said, if you don't have a, a guy that you're saying that we're willing to build around, in on your team right now no you I, I i say keep that money and work on the draft and if you can go get a guy like Jalen carter i think he's gonna be a good one anderson or miles murphy i i don't i don't see a reason to go out and spend money all crazy I, like I think it'd be idiotic if the Falcons went out and just spent a whole bunch of money on guys that possibly could be. <laughs> mm. I mean, and then you also have to play into a part too. Is that's why they bringing in coaches that are known for development guys as mm-hmm. developer, development guys, because at the end of the day. If you got coaches that have a history of helping develop players and bring full potential out of players, that's 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 kind of telling us that they may not necessarily go ham in free agency like that. I mean, because like you said, if if you bring if you bring in a Ryan Nielsen who's helped develop a defensive line for the Saints that averaged forty five to forty seven sacks a season for the last six years, 
before that, they couldn't say they 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 couldn't they couldn't ramshack a Walmart if it was open 24-7. And then you bringing in Jerry Gray, who's also known for helping develop defensive backs. Like they're the nucleus for the Atlanta Falcons is there in those players that you said, those young guys. But that's like you said, that's why they brought in these type of coaches to get the best out of. Them. Mm-hmm. And there and and what OG Sam and, and, and OG Truth Hurts always say. There's a reason behind the madness. You gotta go through the process. Like those two said, they said. If you look at what Arthur Smith, if you look at what the Falcons are doing right now, they're literally telling you everything that they're doing without telling you. Arthur, if you guys did not see um, Miles Garrett, his, his interview was... Arthur Smith. Arthur said something in there that probably went over a lot of people's head. He said the first round isn't the only round where you get value for your team. And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it, it, the exact words as far as the first round is concerned, but people so worried about the first round. But he made a statement where it was like, all right, yeah, the first round, there's a lot a bust in first round than it is than other rounds. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more bust in first round than it is in the uh, other rounds. So I think that's the thing that you're the Falcons, you got to contribute to your defense immediately, your offense immediately. Whether it's in the trenches, um, you know, like I said, offensive line, defensive line, but you got to be sure and certain that these guys are going to be able to contribute. And this is the reason why they end up drafting Kyle Pitts and Drake London, because offensively, they didn't have guys going to be able to contribute immediately. Both those guys were able to contribute immediately. And that's what you want. That's what you want as a first round draft pick. Be honest, like you pick a guy because he's gonna immediately do something, whether it's stop the run, like the uh Lawrence, and he's mm-hmm. developing to an all-around defense tackle, but he's coming in to do one thing well. Kyle Pitts came in to catch passes, not blocking all the extra stuff. Drake London came in, he didn't come in to blocking all the he came in to catch passes, and we see mm-hmm. what Tyler Archer end up coming in to do to do one thing, run the damn ball. So it's like you want guys to come in and have an immediate presence. And I think that's the thing you got to focus on. If we're going in free agency, you're gonna have to get a guy that's gonna be able to come in and do one thing particularly well. And when you look at our defense, I think we have pretty good defensive linemen who can stop the run. And athletic, but we don't have a ton of pass rushers. Mm-hmm. So if we're not getting a pass rusher in the first round, 
I don't see a point of even drafting a corner, a safety, you know, or, or even a, a receiver at this point because we don't throw the ball well. So, what's the position of value when it comes down to this team? Where is the where we're going? We know for sure if we draft this guy, he's going to play and he's going to contribute. And I think, I think, especially with our passing game. I don't think we're gonna pass the ball that much anyway. So having a draft in a corner, I mean a, a wide receiver, I think that's pointless. That's a wasted draft pick. I think mm-hmm. if you draft a running back, I think that's a wasted draft pick because um obviously we have a rotation anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so it becomes a process of elimination as far as the offense is concerned. Like if you're gonna go offense. I think the, the the position that everybody probably don't want to hear me say is offensive line, man. I, I keep saying it. If the Falcons are going to do anything offense, offensively, it's going to be offensive line in, in the first round, if that's something. Because everything else, I don't think we need anything else offensively. I think we got our quarterback, we got our tight end, we got our wide receiver. We got a running back. The mm-hmm. only thing we don't have offensively, and we need a guy maybe a step up in in um, in case they don't really believe in Jalen uh, Mayfield. You got to look at Peter Skaronsko, whatever the hell his name is. You have to. And like I said, that's not a popular. That's not popular. Skaronsky, Skaronsky. Well, look, it's well, not popular. Well, well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, you got to look at the reason why it's not popular because, like you said, nobody really puts value as far as the outside looking in. Nobody really puts value into the offensive line as far as mm-hmm. the fan base because it's not a sexy position. And, like you said, that's why, and you said this, and this is what a lot of people always say, the safest pick that all you always make in the first round is where am I? In the trenches. That's if you're not sure. If you're not sure. And and like I said, mm-hmm. if this is what I say there, right? So y'all can get out your goddamn get, get out take the pink phone off, okay? And put the big boy panties on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I just took the whole Sam. I just took the Sam. <laughs> Sam in here too. Anyway. He don't give a damn. <laughs> hey, but 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 get out of your feelings. I said if the Atlanta Falcons go offensively, I don't think there's any other position where you need an immediate because the Falcons are not trying to wait two years for a guy to develop. They need somebody who's going to immediately. Um, have an impact on offense. And I, like I said, we're not a passing team. We're not a passing team. So what's the the most logical outside of um, offensive line for this particular team? I say school, 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 school us on that, Mike. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm I, look, sitting here trying to put. I, I, I like I said, man. Look, I'm, a, I'm look, I, look. I know this not, this not shit that y'all want to hear because y'all look, y'all, y'all get 
are hard off watching these mock draft picks and y'all get y'all get hard seeing people with these 50 inch verticals and shit like that look i get it all right it's cool to see people jump real high okay it's cool to see that it's 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 cool to see keely ringo running for a uh, 40 speed i get it look i like i like to see look i'm a huge my when he was in the olympics hell yeah i was cheering like hell when i see his ass running and that 200 and 400. I get it. But when you're talking about putting the team, you talk about what makes sense for this particular team. We do not throw. Let me let me say this again. Let me say this again. How many the Falcons led the NFL in rushing attempts? So drafting a wide receiver in the first round is the stupidest thing that it. you can God. possibly do. I ain't gonna do a damn thing. So it's stupid as hell to even bring up the fact we need a wide receiver. All right, you gotta know your team. All right, you gotta understand. This is why Seattle every year they almost hit home runs on every last one of their picks. It's because they know their particular team. They don't jump out of there because oh the NFL is a throwing league. We need three wide receivers. This we run four hundred times. The Falcons led the NFL in rushing attempts. What the hell are we doing drafting a wide receiver? Mm-hmm. And, and furthermore, and I see people, I see my bad kicks out. Let me just say this one thing. And furthermore, I see people saying tight end, even the tight end in the first one is a wasted pick. Why? Because most of the time his ass is going to be blocking. <laughs> And you can get one of them. Hey, you can get one of them undrafted. <laughs> undrafted. Talk about it. Just, I'm just saying. Now we're not saying you don't, you can't get a wide receiver. The problem is, is when you're in a situation like this. Like you said, in the way that this team is constructed and this team is built, your first two to three picks has to be focused on what needs improvement the most or what you're trying to build a strength to. Mm -hmm. The Falcons have made it clear, well, the coaching staff has made it clear is they want to sure up the pressure and sure up the pass rush. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, how does a wide receiver help the pass rush? Yeah. What's he going to be like that new um, fantasy football movie where the little girl controlling her daddy? That, that's how he's going to control the pass rush. <laughs> right. Come on, bro. What we, that's what we're talking about. So, that's, that's exactly what we said. That's exactly then, what we said. You got to understand your team. And that's why I said right. that. That's why I said, depending on what the Atlanta Falcons are, are, what they're focused on, if it's going to be a run team or it's going to be a passing team, it's based on what they feel like. And the Falcons have already stated, like Case I said, that this is going to be, they're looking to rush the pass. Mm -hmm. and, and I saw this comment earlier. Nathan Floyd said, we need the Jazz to figure out something some cap for really we need him reinstated and signed to get the most out of that trade and that's the problem too 
they ain't gonna have no money next year for that neither. And let me and, and speaking of that three wide receiver thing, I want to use this as an example. There's a team, <laughs> there's a team go, up in Ohio <laughs> called the Cincinnati Bengals. Who has three wide receivers? That ball out every year. The major problem they gonna have is they can't keep all of them. And you know mm. damn well Jamar Chase ain't going nowhere. They gonna kick little Tyler Boy's ass out, out, out of Cincinnati with the quickness. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> so. Quick. Adios. He's too right. He gone. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, boy, it is the odd man out, period. Yeah. Because they got a Joe Burrow contract that they got to work out here in the next year or so. So yeah, that's really going to say, nah, bro, you need to get your hands up. Mm-hmm. Thank people. This is a long run. Mm-hmm. Just because you went, just because you went to the playoff one year, don't mean you're gonna go to the playoff three years. The Falcons and most okay. teams are trying to build longevity. Okay, it's about longevity. Mm-hmm. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let's let, let's get this one. Let's get this comment out the way. It said, "Give me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Bengals make the Super Bowl last year?" Yes, they did. And Mike, everybody in the chat, what happened in that Super Bowl? I know you want to leave me, but I refuse, I refuse to, run to let you run. If I have to beg, please, <laughs> but sympathy, I'm going to throw the football in the second it. half. Ooh, baby, baby. <laughs> You don't have to worry. We're going to throw that ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to break out a whole goddamn. Ooh, baby, baby. <laughs> we don't run the ball. We don't run the ball. I'm just saying. The Cincinnati Bengals last in that Super Bowl last year was in control of the game when they ran the fucking football. And I have to say it like that because I'm putting emphasis on this. Once they took the ball out of Joe Mixon's hands, all hell broke loose. Hmm. The one thing that you... The one thing that you do to neutralize Aaron Donald is to run the fucking football. Mm. Better say it. And what happened in that second half? They stopped running the football and tried to make Joe Burrow win them the game. And guess what happened? They lost the damn Super Bowl. Sound familiar, don't it? Cincinnati Bengals just did it this Sunday. 
They took the ball out the running back's hands. Yes, they only lost by three. But if you run the fucking football, I'm starting to sound like you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Run the fucking football. That game was actually wasn't that close. It really wasn't. Literally, if if he doesn't fumble that ball, they're gonna go with thirteen points. If that, exactly. So that that's all I say on 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 that on that aspect of the part. But like I said, going back to what we talking about is the focus is defense on the first couple picks. I just know for my mindset and how I'm thinking and how the coach is and all the moves they're making, they're telling you defense is the priority. They ain't making big deals about Dave Ragona, anything. Hell, Arthur Smith ain't even getting no goddamn shine out here in the coaching staff. Right now, all you hear is Ryan Nelson, Jerry Gray, Frank Bush. All standpoint, all was in the same coaching staff for a good little while in Tennessee. So they telling you right now, I need to see defense. Even if you get a corner or a safety, I can live with that. Just not at eight. I prefer I prefer defensive trench players. I prefer that. So <laughs> just like like just like the OG here like- said. Run game and a sustainable defense will win this Super Bowl. And that is the truth. Yes, the Philadelphia Eagles have three wide receivers. Guess what? Less than 4,000 yards passing with those three wide receivers. Let me say that again. Let's go back. The Philadelphia Eagles have less, they have less than. 4,000 yards pass. I think they have like 37,000 yards. Yeah, I believe he passed about for like 37, 38, one of them. Guess what? The Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. only have $4 million worth of cap space. They host, they, they hold starting defensive, they damn near they hold starting defensive line are going to be free agents this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you so. Didn't want to tell you I love you too. Exactly. But you want to speak on that right quick. So pretty much where 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 we're thinking is uh, our idea is Falcons do not need to be. They don't need to be spending all their cap money on free agents, man. Mm-mm. 
Like I said, you have to portion that money out. You got draft class. You got free agents and re-signees. Mm-hmm. What if Ryan Nielsen, what if Arthur Smith, what, what if Jerry Gray say, okay, we want to keep Isaiah Oliver. We want to keep Lorenzo Carter. And the thing about these guys, these guys are not going to be expensive. I'd rather have the money to keep those guys. And build more on that defense. <clears throat> Hell, the salary cap, the salary cap um PPP loan that they got for the teams could benefit the Falcons. Mm-hmm. That may they may use that yep. to re-sign Caleb McGarry. We don't know. Mm-hmm. More money this year. So, Washington Reds, Washington Commanders have a total cap space of six point eight million. Ooh, ooh, that's ugly. So. All right, let's get into the fun part of the show. The there was quite a few things that happened um, within these past couple, these past few hours. Hold on, let me type this up. (laughs) All right, Uh let's go ahead and type this up. This portion of the show is the um hold on let me let me get it coming up. Okay, I don't care about that. The do 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 sit your goofy ass down. Whereas we found some very, very ridiculous stuff that doesn't happen in the football world. Mm-hmm. Mike, <coughs> I'm going to kick the sit your goofy ass down segment tonight. Um, If anybody had listened to Mike live especially announcing jerry gray as the defense coordinator and you didn't pay attention to what was said in the background (laughs) the nfl deserves the sit your goofy ass down award for this one because how in the entire hell of all the quarterbacks that you could have possibly put in the reserve. Tyler Huntley is a pro bowler, y'all. Hold on. Hold on, let me put that up. Let me put that up. Just to be able to... Uh, 
Mike. <laughs> yes, Tyler Huntley is now a Pro Bowl quarterback going into a free agent free agent year. Which means now he can incentivize on getting more money. <laughs> and they said Tyler Huntley is the first quarterback in NFL history to make a Pro Bowl for throwing less than a th- less than 700 yards and less than three touchdowns thrown. If y'all don't see what the hell, if y'all don't see what's really going on here, it it would it would scare you, Mike. What you what 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 what's your take on that, man? <sighs> I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a. You know, I know this is going to sound so bad, but you know, in the neighborhood, in certain neighborhoods, they pass out like little, little lunches to certain people. Not the peanut butter jelly sandwich. The peanut butter jelly sandwich and the saran wrap, the the milk, and the cotton. This is what the fuck they did. Listen, look at this comment right here. Look at this comment. Wait a minute. So Ritter could have made the Pro Bowl if that was the case. So apparently they said the fucking. See, they just made a point. Look, I'm gonna just put it as graphic as I possibly can. I apologize, K Style, if you get it. No, go ahead, go ahead. We we at the end part of the show. Well, this. Did this to sit your goof ass down? Gave the all hell breaks from here. Look, look, they gave the poor Negro the free lunch. Okay, let's just call <laughs> this Negro ain't got it. And no one near Pro Bowl. They look, it's one of them make a wish. And I, I, I even hate that I'm saying. They look, they look. They asked this man, what, what, what is your wish right now? What, what is your wish right now, uh, uh Snoop? So what, what, what's your wish? Hey, man, I wish I was a pro bowler. Bing. That's what the hell the oh, NFL man. did. Oh, man, you, you done turned him into this a make-a-wish cool. kid. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what else do you call it? Why the hell do you explain that? <laughs> with two touchdowns? Bro, look, look. I already see the agenda behind it. I already know what the hell they going with this. I- we already know what the agenda is. They trying to find every which way to get Lamar Jackson's ass out of Baltimore. 
That's the damn objective. Mm-hmm. The objective is to bully the Falcons into bringing Lamar Jackson down here to Atlanta. Got that nut, damn Kirk Kittner, whatever the hell his damn name is. He might as well be damn Kirk Kittner. Talking about that, that Lamar Jackson makes whatever the hell he says. Like, damn goof. You need to sit down and sit your head down and play fucking Fortnite. Fucking bum. <laughs> he talking about he emote, he emoting while he typing. Yeah, he need to be goddamn emoting. <laughs> the hell? Like I said, the agenda is out there, bro. We already see it over here. We spoke speaking on this plenty of times. We already see what y'all trying to do. Just come out of the NFL. Just come out and say it. You could have had. And, and then, like I said, and we just doing this just based off the numbers. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Like I said, those are two names. Those are two names that you could have put in that spot. Now, they, the reason why they had the alternate thing was because uh, Josh Allen got hurt and he wasn't going to be able to participate. But that was the most unlikely choice of an alternate that I thought I would have saw. And I already knew right then and there when I seen that. I thought it was a joke at first. I thought, I, I, I like, I, I, is I, April I, Fool's here already? Uh, it's, January, it's still January. I thought it was a, a, one of those fake ESPN days that, that was, but nope. Mm-hmm. This man got two touchdowns and two, three interceptions on the year. 638 passing yards and two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence threw for over 4,000 yards. That yeah. is a clear. <laughs> that is a clear. That's a clear. Yeah. Well. That's part one of Sit Your Goofy Ass Down. What's part two? Mike, you have a a Sit Your Goofy Ass Down you want to speak on? Because I got another one for y'all, too. I don't know if I have one. I don't have one for that. I got another one. I'm scrummage around, and like you said, we talk about Lamar draft season, and we talk about okay, what a lot of people said as far as where the Falcons will pick at eight, and um, whatever positions. Like you said, most of us with logical sense say defense, rather it be defensive line, linebacker, corner, whatever. 
the commas and the, like I said, the common sense is going to be in the trenches, offensive line on defense. That's the common sense. The asshole way would be wide receiver. But there was a sit your goofy ass, there was a sit your goofy ass down um, pick here that 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 damn near made me throw up. Oh my God, I, 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 please tell me. <laughs> Please, Lord, please, Lord. If you don't believe me, I'll... Hey, Mike, go ahead and cue me up. <laughs> cue me up. Case house. <laughs> Get the graphics. <laughs> uh, oh, please, let's Lord. get the graphics, shall we? If the graphic decided to want to come up. Good job. Hello. Trying to get rid of this comment first. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, I want to know what y'all think about this. This scenario. I, <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew that's I want everybody just to take this in right quick. Hold on. I'm trying to get this thing down. Let me get this thing down. Oh, my God. I want everybody to just take this in right quick and, and see what's wrong with this picture. See, see what's wrong with this picture. Boy, 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 <laughs> Mike, what do you see here? <laughs> I mean, besides the bullshit at eight. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it would kind of make sense until you get to eight and it's like <laughs> I, I, dude that's, that's the cold like like like, like like, like my, pro my problem is at eight. Of all the quarterbacks that you could have picked, you picked the guy that turns the ball over the most. <laughs> who the hmm. fuck even know who he is? His own daddy don't even know him. Yo, his own mama don't even know who the hell Will Levis is. Who the fuck is he? What the fuck is he ever done? I had to put my motherfucking head down on that one. <laughs> Clay. Who the, who the, who, I had to really do some real research because I didn't know who the hell he was. Right. <laughs> And we're gonna take him at eight. After what I saw against Jordan, and we talk about Jordan, Alabama, 
LSU, Clemson have almost the. If you talk about anything that's close to NFL talent, these guys have it on, on defense. And this one look like a he like a straight up bum, and I'm talking about lowest form of the bums. Okay, I'm talking about damn Trent Dilbert bum. Oh, 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 you talk about he was just straight is. Bruh, I <laughs> the motherfucker named Will Levis. That that right there's enough to get his ass <laughs> to the damn seventh round. The hell? Does anybody know one highlight in his career? I didn't even know who the fuck that was. Oh, 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 oh. The hell is a Will Levis? The hell we? I'd rather I'd rather you you to put Christian Gonzalez at eight, bro. Look, give me that Will give Levis. Me Anthony Richardson. Give me Anthony Richardson. At least I know this motherfucking throw eighty yards <laughs> through a stadium booth or something, goddamn. Damn, damn, neither one of them. Shit. Shit. If that's the case, motherfucker, just trade back. <laughs> For the love of God. That man said, Will Lewis. Will We're going to do Lewis. check the ball down and shit. We got that already. <laughs> what does Will Levis do that Desmond Ritter doesn't do? I'll wait. Look, I'm y'all probably gonna hate when I say this, but I'd rather, <laughs> rather, rather, really rather take him at look, give me Stetson Bennett at 80. We're gonna do that bullshit. At least I know the motherfuckers gonna run. <laughs> you can't do that shit. Clip it. <laughs> Some fucking Will Levis. Clip it. Good. I'll say that shit again. All right. You clipped that motherfucker. I hell, I, I, I meant this shit. I, I'd rather draft. Hey, shoot. Hey, I, hey, I be, hey, look. I was about to say, shoot. I'd be agreeing with you on that. The hell, some fucking real living. Let me fucking kill you. Because <laughs> he, he got a strong arm. Okay. Hey, I seen that strong arm done did this shit. That strong arm led to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> King Quinn I, said, I saw Will Levis. Bruh, bruh, if the Atlanta, can y'all imagine if the Atlanta Falcons would have actually drafted Will Levis with the eighth over? Boy, you thought the city of Atlanta was already in turmoil. <laughs> Look, I'll burn this bitch down with him. Okay, I'll be the five star. We do that bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna burn this motherfucker down, okay? Oh my god. Will Levis. Hell. Who the hell? Like, who the hell like, got the nerve? Like, got the damn nerve to put that book? Oh my god. <laughs> Why? 
why does why does everybody's mock draft got the quarterback position as a motherfucking death? Uh, they they call it desperately needed position. <sighs> this motherfucker got. This is why I said yesterday, boy. This quarterback, these quarterback discussions make me want to drink bleach. Okay, stop. I just think about this. They want to give us Will Levis, but they gonna put some fucking Tyler Huntley in the promo and say we need. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Lord, thy name, Father, please help us for we have sinned. Um, if, if you make sense of all this, Lord, I would be very thankful. Lord. In all names, let us keep keep our heads up as we look at this complete um, fuckery that's going on right now. Mm. Ah, make okay, it I had to get that out. I I, <laughs> I had to get that out. I'm sorry. I had to get that. Bro, um, just just make make it make sense. Right, motherfucking throw two touchdowns in the whole season, but we need a damn quarterback. What the? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, we yeah. gonna go ahead. Uh, you you, you want to talk? Um. Hold on, Jay Diaz said Terry Fano said something at the um, Senior Bowl. He said, "This is what he said. He said just because you have more cash space, the process doesn't change." Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They said phase two of the plan, mm-hmm. which means. They've already had this written down mm-hmm. and executed since they came in. That's why I say I, that was, I don't believe they're gonna go all ham and free agency. They're they're gonna get some pieces for for one guy that they may pay twenty million, twenty five million dollars a year for. They might get three guys to make that damn salary right there. And free agency mm-hmm. and guys that fit their system. So if the Falcons do not get those big name guys like a Deron Payne or Javon Hargreaves, Jeffrey Simmons, or anything like that, don't be surprised. If they get them, you can be excited. But if they don't get them, don't be surprised. Mucho ain't shit for this. He said, if that pick would have happened, if I'm Desmond Ritter, I'm asking for a trade right there to that. You want to speak on the Sean Payton thing right quick? Let's speak on that right quick. There's another sit your goofy ass down moment right here. And a lot of people don't know won't show or probably don't care 
the New Orleans, and this was this was put as breaking news on NFL.com. The New Orleans Saints traded Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos. Mm -mm -mm. Let me let me let me make let me let me make sure I I got the um let's see the compensation for this that? okay here you go yeah I'll try to look at the compensation for it so for this deal to happen the Denver Broncos gave up this year's first round pick and next year's second round pick and they ended up with Sean Payton so pretty much with Sean Payton and the Saints third round pick for next year so the Saints get a first round pick this year and a second round pick next year You know what this move screams. You know, you know what this move just says to me. We need to save Russell Wilson from getting his ass whooped in the locker room. Move right here. <laughs> this is what this says yeah. to me. I'm, I'm gonna say this, man. I I think is, I think anybody that wants to play place place blame on Russell Wilson and say they're the restructuring, I think they're a moron. Have you seen that offensive line now? Hell, I'm running from my life in Georgia from that damn offensive line. I'm running for my life. That man don't have a chance to even back. Like he don't, he ain't got a chance to damn roll out. Because soon he rolled out, he rolled into a damn brick wall. They can't run the ball. They linebacker, they they running back is is probably the same height as Devontae Freeman. Hurt. Hurt. And this, this this is what Russ supposed to deal with, and you got that big ass crybaby who look like AB Junior. I love you. He got an attitude. If you throw the look, if you don't throw the ball perfectly, this this bitch start whining and crying. Look, he he dropped the ball. You mad because you didn't throw it in a specific spot? You dropped the ball. What the hell are you complaining for? Then he get on the sideline. He pacing back and forth. Bruh. Which the is team crazy. Is a mess. Which is crazy because they got literally one of the best defenses in the league. Mm -hmm. They got the one yeah. of the best defenses in the league and the worst offense in the league. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. I. 
Like, like hopefully Sean Payton will be able to get something out of that. But they do have pieces, but Jesus, they need help. That O line is horrendous. That running game is horrendous. It's bad, bro. I'm telling. Yeah. Yeah, they said the Broncos pick was the 29th pick. Yeah. Yeah, they I, I I'm telling you, so they, they tired of seeing Russell Wilson getting yoked up in the locker room. They like, man, bro, just bring in a coach to save his ass. I don't like like I said, that team is just bad, okay? That old mm-hmm. offensive line is terrible. Right. I don't know if any quarterback would be able to play well behind that line. Hey, they ain't got it's no worse damn than what choice it was now. They ain't got no damn choice. Cause do you, do you know the cap ramifications of a Russell Wilson? I read mm-hmm. off the shit yeah. with Deshaun Watson yesterday. If they cut or trade him in any capacity, that's a hundred and fifty million dollar dead cap hit. Alvin Kamara might go to the Broncos. Hey, that's fine. They do whatever they the hell they want to do. <laughs> Bye. We <good>. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what you South Park? You can get out. That's all I say. But. That's the one that 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 that's just crazy to me, man. I I I, yeah, I, I, I I'm not giving I, I can't be trading no, no, no fucking no coach. Yeah, he, he can be he can he can be gone the hell with I'm not trading no draft for no coach. Yeah, but ain't John Madden, I don't want it. Exactly. <laughs> Bye. If it was Mike Tomlin, that's another story. If, if it was Mike Tomlin or somebody like that, that's another. That, that's that's one. That's one coach I would trade draft picks for. Outside of that, him no, 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 no. He put together good offenses, but like he's he's known for even having um, his offenses have been challenged. Like yeah, one year they can pass. Uh, and they can pass the ball, but they've all struggled with balance in Seattle uh, and with New Orleans. Games they can run the ball, other well, games they can't run the ball. That's been the consistent thing with Sean Payton. Ever since he's with Bill, Bill, uh, Bill Parcells, he, he struggled with balance. So the moral of the story, people, is we ain't like I don't trade for coaches. Yeah, you can kiss my behind. I'm good on that. And the moral of this, the moral of, we're gonna go ahead and wind it down, man. Let's go ahead and wind this thing down. <laughs> go. Let me go ahead and play a little music for the people in the back play a little bit of music yeah I get my radio voice on and coming up on that suspension too album Kamara for that fight huh.
Somebody probably somebody probably cat called Tia Cooper ass and he he went on ahead and started whooping somebody's ass for cat calling this girl. <laughs> Gonna go ahead and wind it down, people. We definitely <laughs> D Kobe, shut the hell up. <laughs> I mean, I'll give up a fourth for Coach and Chain Pit in a physical. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> definitely appreciate everybody tuning in to the six-man combo so you make sure you go ahead hit that like button mm-hmm. hit that share button go ahead subscribe to six-man case make sure you show some love for mad mike sports as well if you haven't 99.9 percent of the time you have but if you haven't leave us comment Give us feedback. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you want us to talk about. So until next time, people. Oh, yeah. Also, the moral of tonight's show is. Tyler Huntley made a promo, y'all. While we think on that, we ain't here to play. Oh no, we here to stay. You ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the hell out of here.